morning, everyone. Um, uh, my name is Zuko. Um, so, at uh, the start of this year, I suppose we are in Jen, so it is the start of the year. Um, earlier this month, I moved to uh, a new place, um, not very far from the church. And, you know, the first couple of nights there, I was very anxious for some reason. I was just restless. I suppose maybe it's the stress of the move and, you know, being in a new place. Um, but, you know, you know, a couple of days of that, I was like, you know what, this is not cool. Something's going to change. And I just started saying, you know what, I know who I am. I'm Christ. I'm God. I'm in his hands. And this place that I'm staying in now, this property, this land, is his. And so I just started saying, you know what, Lord, this is your land. You are king over this place. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. You are king and Lord over this place. Move, Holy Spirit. And I've just started doing that in the morning and at night. And just an incredible peace just has come over me. It's incredible. Like, so I think with this word, all I want to say is, let's just continue to remind ourselves whose we are. Whose we are. That we are very much in his hands. We are loved beyond all we can imagine. And where we are, like where I am currently, the place that God has entrusted me to steward at this point in time, that is his. And he has me in his hands. And he has you in your hands. That is not to say that people are not going to break in and do stuff. No, all of that is going to happen. But it's because he, God, allows it. He allows it. And we can have an incredible peace about that, that nothing surprises him. It all happens according to his purposes. And we can rest in that. So I just want to encourage you with those words that right now I just, there's just an incredible peace that, you know what, I am his and his mine and this place that he's trusted me to steward at this point in time that it's his. His spirit is there. His presence is always there. Thank you very much. Thanks. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I love standing here because now I'm not hidden behind the piano. I don't have to concentrate on stuff. Wasn't that powerful when we all spoke in different languages? Mama, I don't know what you prayed, but Holy Spirit smacked me so hard when you prayed. Goodness me, Holy Spirit just came and went boof. I don't know who else felt that, but we celebrate such an amazing thing in this country. Isn't it awesome? That's not what I was going to say. I'm going to tell you a story. On the 2nd of January, I was in the Berg reading my Bible, and it is called The Passion. It's a new translation that was um, released in October this year, and it's an incredible, incredible translation that is friendly to today. But it's a stickler for the original Aramaic and Greek, which I love. So it speaks in our today, but it sounds different from a lot of other versions because it says this word comes from the original Greek 
that is that. And the Aramaic is this, so they could have been meaning this, or they could have been. It's lots of study notes at the bottom. It's brilliant. Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Songs, and the whole of the New Testament. And I love the, the study notes because it just opens up the scriptures for me and helps me to see in, on such a deeper level. So there I am. I'm at a place called Tendeli, which is in the northern berg. View is the amphitheater, which I cannot see because it's completely covered in clouds. And sometimes we cannot see what is right in front of us. So I'm reading my Bible. I'm sitting in a room and I'm by myself and there's worship music playing in the background. John chapter 18. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. And Judas arrives with a troop of soldiers. The word troop in the Aramaic means a group of 500 to 600 men armed with swords and shields to arrest this man-god of peace who had never lifted a finger in violence. So we needed 600 men tops to arrest our Jesus. And he meets them in the garden and he says to them, who are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. And he says, I am he. And do you know that at the sound of his voice, 600 men fell over backwards to the ground? Is that new to anyone here? I've never seen that in the Bible before. Five to six hundred men fell over backwards. They were not walking. They were not running. They were not pulling one another. No one tripped over anything because they were not moving. The sound of God's name from God's mouth was enough power to... Um, to what? To mow them down. So I'm reading this. I'm getting little notes from the bottom. There's the mountain that I cannot see. There's the music playing in the background. And I'm beginning to process the power that is in God's name, my Jesus. I am. The power that's in his name, Zooks, over your property. Jesus! Over your property. Then they get up. And again, he says, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus the Nazarene. They're probably flipping terrified by now. And he says, I told you, I am he. And now they're able to put him in chains or do whatever they do, arrest him. He was so the boss that night. He was so in charge. They took him because he said they could, clearly. I'm processing the power of my God's name. Everything that ever exists came into being on a sound. Like what did it look like on the day that the mountains came up on a sound? 
And then he made us, crafted us with his hands out of the dust to be like him. And he blew his breath into us, which is his voice, and made us to be like him. So what happens when I say his name in the atmosphere? We're designed to see into the kingdom realm on earth. There's a lot of stuff happening in this room that we can't physically see, but we can see. I'm sitting in the room. There's the mountain that I cannot see. And I'm processing. I am he. Boof, 600 men fall. And then I begin to realize there's a song playing in the background. And the words are... um, All I can hear in my brain is all hail King Jesus. (laughs) There's no other name but yours, Jesus. Like yours, Jesus. There's no other name. That's a song that's playing while I'm reading this scripture of all scriptures. Don't you love how God crafts stuff? And throughout... Um, my time in the Berg, the Lord showed me that for 2018, the theme of my year is going to be sound. Like the job of this worship team is to create a sound. And Holy Spirit comes. He rides on the sound. He doesn't need it. He can come without it, right? Right? but we can facilitate and be used by him. So I've encouraged the worship team to be intentional about the sound that they make with their mouths and on their instruments. When El Judd plays his guitar, Holy Spirit can ride on that thing and smash you to make such a mess. I just want a big mess. Yay. So yay for that story, and I thought that was enough. But then on Thursday morning... Because it's not personal. It's not personal for me. I've, I've, read, I've read a book that you can all read. It's not my story. It was made personal by my encounter with God in the moment. But now here comes the full stop to the end of my story. Thursday morning, I'm taking my little Cinnabon dog for a walk. She's beautiful. She's the most loved dog in the world. She's a little golden um, spaniel. And she's very sweet and dear. And I'm taking her for a walk. And I'm walking along the road. And from me to about the back of the room, I see two dogs. One looks like um, a pavement special. And the other one looks like a black Labrador. And they are big dogs and there is no humans anywhere. And these dogs are by themselves. And Cinnabon, I'm walking along, walking along, and I notice that Cinnabon, something's wrong with her. She starts whimpering, and I look, and there are the dogs. And she whimpers and walks around me and peeks out over there at these dogs. So apparently dogs talk to one another, (laughs) and they're not cool with one another. They're not having cool words. So I look at these dogs. Um, I don't know who to pick on. Zuko, I'm going to pick on you. (laughs) Just because you're right there where the dogs would have been. 
And, um, and, and I said, go away. <laughs> like a girl, just like a girl, really. And, and they took a step forward. And like, I've got nowhere to go. I've just got nowhere to go. And I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm utterly vulnerable. So I pick up Cinnabon, who's now, when Cinnabon is afraid, she begins to run. She just runs aimlessly. So I picked her up, and she's shaking like a leaf in my hands. And I go, go away! <laughs> With zero authority. Just no, I was just such a girl. And they took two more steps forward. And then I remembered... My Jesus. But the name, the name, in the moment, I thought, oh, 600 men, because Jesus. So I took two strides towards that dog, those dogs, and I said, in Jesus' name, go home. You know, those dogs turned tail, and they're flipping ran down that road so fast, with their hair raised up on their backs, and they kept on looking behind and running and running and running. <laughs> so that's, that's the full stop to my story. That's now personal. That was my experience. And as they were running away, I was looking at their bums running away. And I just laughed. I laughed and laughed, put Cinnabon down. How was that, Cinnabon? Isn't that amazing that God, that God can do that thing, man? For the small things and the big things. The end. Oh, good morning, brothers and sisters. I am on. Um, this was unplanned, but having heard what Milan said, I just I have to just um, just share with you something that happened in my life so many years ago, and that was um, before I came to know Jesus. I blasphemed a lot something I'm not proud of. I, I could cry when I, when I recall those times. That was my release of anger, of stress, of, of everything. And I did it a lot. And my darling husband never, ever, ever, he never said anything. Um, and so this, this tool that I was using was just abused. Um, when we moved into our thatched house back in West Riding, our neighbors were the Ducasses, and some of you might remember them, Jenny and Dion Ducasse, and their children, uh, Michelle, Renee, Janine, and, and Bruce. And... Um, Russell Chadwick came and visited one day, and this is, I'm just giving you a bit of background because Russell was the person who ultimately led us to, to the Lord and to knowing the Lord. And, um, and we were baptized in the Ducasse's pool, which was, which was wonderful. Um, a couple of months after we'd been baptized, we were now going to house church, we were attending church every, every, every weekend, um, I just suddenly realized I wasn't blaspheming anymore. It had become such a habit. And you know how habits are sometimes very, very difficult to break. 
it had gone. And with the day I realized that, I shared it with Neil. I said, hey, I'm not blaspheming. I'm not using my precious Lord Jesus' name to give vent to my anger. And so that was, that was an amazing thing because that really, really proved to me that the Holy Spirit works in us. He does all the work. We, we don't. He does all the work. And then I can't remember how long it was after that, but somebody said to me, have you ever wondered why? Over the whole world, the entire world, irrespective of race, color, religion, belief, the name that is used is Jesus' name when people want to give vent. And why? Because it is the only name, the only name that has power. And I just want to share that with you because suddenly it just all made complete sense to me that that is why people in the world use that name. And I just, I could, like I say, I could cry when I think of it because when people do that, it, it, it injures, it, it hurts our Father. So thank you for listening and uh, and sharing that with me. Thank you. Sorry, I just wanted to give a testimony. Uh, when my husband and was building a house, a husband and a few, few men, one, one day, it was a Friday, I've got a, a rake beam ceiling. If you know what a rake beam ceiling is, they put the beams and then they put the... the, the ceiling on top and then they put the, 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 the nail down and the slate on top of that. And that Friday night, a terrible wind got up, a very strong berg uh, uh, wind. And I said to my husband, listen to that wind. We were sleeping in the bottom house. I said, our roof is going to go because the, there was no glass in the windows and the wind was actually lifting the ceiling boards. So he rushed up and I was handing him battens to nail, try and nail down, but it's a big roof. And we weren't winning. And Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do also. And I said, Lord Jesus, you still the wind. And I shouted at the wind and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, stop. And the wind stopped dead. Uh, good morning, church. Yes, I am Petwell. Maybe another people they never know me. I am Petwell. I'm staying there by Amanda house. So I was come here the first day when Amanda said I must come with the hair to here. When I see her, I find we're talking the same language. It seems like my church there by Zululand. Because we trust in Jesus only. 
no another name. So this is why every time you see me, eh, because it's same like my church. Same like my church, that language we're talking here. So I'm, I'm here to say thanks very much for this, this church and the people for God to help me. The time uh, my heart, my house is burning down. So the church is helping me. Uh, so I say thanks very much about that. And today I see Jesus is dying for everyone. Not for you and you. For everyone. Even that people was killing. He's dying for them. This is why Jesus is saying, That is not no. They're killing themselves for himself. Because they're killing, they think they're killing for someone. They kill Jesus for themselves. So today, my picture is coming in front of me. Say, oh, Jesus was dying for everyone. When I see all languages is coming here to talk. Thanks, guys, very much about that. And thanks about, about that time. That time has come from Jesus, not come from maybe Ellen. Thanks. Isn't it amazing to be gathering together in the house of the Lord? A people from many tribes and nations. And uh, somehow when I was uh, preparing yesterday and I woke up early this morning, I knew that in actual fact I wasn't going to get up to say what the Lord had put on my heart. But I, I know somewhere along the line that will happen. And, and one of our prized things in, in Sarepta is, how, is that uh, everybody has a word. Everybody comes with something. So when we come to service, it's not just to, to get, but it's to give. And as you look, at, even now, as you, people are going for tea in a few minutes' time, maybe you can say hello to somebody, give somebody a hug. Because it's not about us. When we give away from ourselves, that's when... Uh, we are, we are encouraged more. I know any time when I go and pray for somebody, I'm encouraged by that, probably more than they are, than the prayer. I had the wonderful honor this week of going to pray for Daryl Schreiber's mom. Daryl Schreiber's mom had a heart attack about two weeks ago. She came back from, uh, I went to the hospital, a bit like Lee Eben, he's not here today. I went and prayed for them in uh, the emergency room there at Hillcrest Hospital. And I prayed for her. And I talked to her and shared her. Daryl and, and his brother weren't around. And I shared with her. And uh, she ended up in a, in a hospital in Maritzburg and, and everything was fine. And then she came home and as she got home, almost as she, as she almost walked in the door, the dog knocked her over. She fell and uh, cracked her hip and she was back in hospital. But I went there to pray with her. And I shared the gospel. I shared the good news that there is hope in Jesus. And I said to her, I went through the gospel. I went through the, the fix of sin. And, and, and she says, why me? Why did I land up in hospital? Why? And I went through the gospel that all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And that she needed a savior. 
And then I said, would you like to pray with me? She said she didn't know how to pray. I said, uh, let me lead you in a prayer. And I prayed a prayer of salvation with her and she prayed with me. And then driving home, I, I thought, well, somebody prays the prayer of salvation. Can you remember the prayer of salvation you prayed? I can remember somebody shared the four spiritual laws with me and I prayed a prayer. But in actual fact, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for. But God's grace, He has walked with me for more than 40 years. And He is transforming my life every single day. And it's just wonderful when people come into the kingdom because they know nothing. They know very little other than maybe Jesus loves them and He's forgiven them. And I thought, as I was driving away, I thought... How are we going to work? Uh, how's, how's the Lord going to do this? How's He going to take her from this fledgling step, the small, small little step, to being strong in Jesus? And that's where we have the body, and that's why we come and we gather together as the body. And then there was a name that came to my mind as I was thinking, and it's Lorraine. And I thought, Lorraine... I would love you to disciple and walk with Daryl's mom for a few months and just share the knowledge and the, and the wealth that you have in your heart for her and that you would participate in the growing of, of, of Fiona. And that's what we all need to be. We all need to be inputting into somebody that, that we, don't just, we don't just come here and just... Yeah, it's just about me, myself, and I. And so, to me, one of the things Jonathan always says, one of the one most wonderful things is when there is a, the preacher fails to preach because there's been so much life. And if you look back and think about what you've sung today and the words that have come, ask the Lord. I just want you to take a, th- a moment now. What did the Lord, not, you don't have to say anything, but I want you to take it home. What did the Lord say to you today that's going to impact you? So just think, just for a few moments. And then we're going to close with a song. Um, the Lord's been speaking to me lately, to all of us. But he's been telling me, if you want to be like Jesus, he's telling me, speaking to me, become nothing. Zero. The rich man, all that. We all know that, rich man. He says, become nothing. And go into the homelands, wash feet. Amen.